welcome to 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And you made it. This is the end. Yes. You have come to the finish line, and we're so proud of everyone who is able to be a part of the fast. And if you weren't, that's okay. We hope that you join us the next time we do a fast because it really is a, a great time of pausing, of taking that intentional time to focus on the Lord and actually dig deeper spiritually. Yes. You know? And when you get to the end, obviously you start evaluating how it went for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully you have some building anticipation as to what prayers you held in faith during the fast. Will you see the Lord move on in the aftermath of the fast? And mm-hmm. I think I shared it in one of the other devotions that oftentimes breakthrough the real weight and gravity of a fast and what it did in you and around you isn't really felt or seen until the aftermath because in the fast you're just trying to gut it out. Yeah. <laughs> you you're you're trying to be disciplined, you are dealing with the challenge of it. And uh, I just want to say for those that are coming to a conclusion, uh, there is a real honor in having made a sacrifice. There is a beauty in having done something that was difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, in our Americana, it, it seems that uh, we have historically celebrated the person who makes great sacrifice, you know, yeah. whether it's a, a military hero or it is an athlete that made great sacrifice to beat the odds or even a politician, you know, mm-hmm. that made sacrifice for the greater good uh, or just an everyday person that gave something up so others could have. Uh, we celebrate that in society. And then I think a lot of times once you get into your faith, uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily receive the same celebration yeah. that that you did something that had a cost to it. Yeah. And uh, I'm mindful of a couple of different moments in the Bible. Uh, the context of each is important but different. Uh, one of them is in Second Samuel. David had done a census, mm-hmm. and that census was a sin to God. Uh, and because of the census, there was a plague, a repercussion that had hit the land, and David, uh, in repentance, wanted to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Yeah. So he comes to a man named Arana who has a threshing floor. He has a property, and David asks him, can I buy this from you so that I can build an altar and make a sacrifice of repentance and honor to the Lord? Now, Arana says, you can have it. And then David makes a statement that I love in the Bible, and it certainly is very much within the context of what David had done and what was happening. But I think it is a con. I think it's a statement that resonates across the board. And David said, "I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing." Mm-hmm. And when you fast, you are saying, "I'm paying a cost." Yeah. Not a cost to earn your salvation, no. Not even a cost to earn a certain result. I am simply making a sacrifice unto the Lord to honor the Lord. I'm exerting my faith, and I'm giving the Lord um, currency, if you will, through my fasting, my prayer, and my faith to do a work in the earth in and through me. 
Yeah. Uh, the other moment that I'm mindful of, and it really, I say this often, but it's legit. One of my favorite, favorite parts of the Bible is uh, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is confronting the people who are basically leading the church in Corinth astray. Yeah, uh, and he's confronting the people as well because there's been a lot of accusations made against Paul's pedigree, his credentials. Who does Paul think he is? Mm-hmm. You know, how dare he put a demand on us? What qualifications? By what name, etc. And so Paul, in a bit of a tongue-in-cheek, sarcastic way, responds in Second Corinthians, and and it's in chapter eleven. He says, "Well, okay, you know, all these other guys are boasting in their resume. You know, they're they're bragging." about their qualifications. He said, let me boast a little. Yeah. And the assumption would be, all right, Paul's about to drop a bomb on him. Mm-hmm. He's about to talk about all the sick people he's healed, he's to, all the dead people that have raised, all the churches he started, all the miracles he's seen. But then he starts boasting uh, in something that wouldn't necessarily seem like a boast. Yeah. He starts talking about how many times he endured flogging. It's all the bad stuff. Yeah. How many times <laughs> he was whipped, how many times he was shipwrecked. Uh, how many times he uh, he was um, uh, ostracized? He talked about being robbed. He talked, to, you know, and he talked even in Philippians. I've been hungry. I've not had money. Uh, and for Paul, all of that was a precious treasure to him mm. that he had suffered for Christ, that he had paid a price, that he had made sacrifice, and for him, when it came to the evaluation of his life. To him, for him, the greater evaluation was not what he had accomplished, per yeah. se. It's what he had sacrificed, the price he had paid. And so as you conclude your fast, um, it's not a matter of pride, mm-hmm. but it should be a matter of worship that I'm, I, I paid a price. Yeah. I offered a sacrifice to the Lord, uh, and the fact that you've done this is a statement as to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, as you come to the end, a lot of times you'll beat yourself up. Well, I didn't do it all the ways I'd planned. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I cheated here and there. I, uh, um, you know, I, I struggled to pray because my mind was so like out of whack from yeah. not having all the things I normally have. And you'll kind of beat yourself up. You'll You'll start heaping some condemnation on yourself. You'll wonder, did I waste my time? And I just want to say, no, you didn't. Yeah. You did not offer up to God that which cost you nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, it reminded me real quick, like I ran a marathon with my sister years ago. Yeah. And towards the end of the marathon, I got a little emotional, like with my sister, because we were almost to the end, but we were slow. And it was it was almost like we were getting, egging each other on, like, we can do it. Come on, let's just finish. Right. And then you finish and it's like a different feeling. Yes. And it's like a. Yeah, and that's kind of how the fast is. Like it's like a marathon, but like once you get to the end, it's very rewarding. Just right. even if you don't gain anything out of it, other than I spent time with the Lord. Yes, and my my hope is now that your fast is concluding, uh, that some of the rhythms and some of the ways you operated in the fast will stay with you. Mm. And I think that's at the end of a fast. I mean, obviously, you're like, I just want to start eating the stuff that I <laughs> that I didn't eat before. Understandable, right? <laughs> Uh, first off, if you've been on a very strict fast, be careful easing back into eating and all yes. that stuff. I mean, for some of you, you kind of detoxed yourself of some things. Maybe don't go back to them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
I think as you are coming to the end of the fast and evaluating how you go forward, I think the first thing to do is say, okay, what during the fast do I want to keep? Mm -hmm. What during this 21 days did I do that I want to keep doing? Yeah, uh, because it it wasn't just a like let me you know let me designate this time slot of my life and now I'm going to return to everything normal. Yeah. No, hopefully you picked up some new traits along mm-hmm. the way. Number two, uh, I would start assessing like what happened in my soul, yeah. in my spirit. Like let's forget results on the exterior. Can I discern something different about myself? Yeah. And now let me lean into that. Let me say, okay, that happened in me. I learned something. You know, number three, what did the Lord say to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did the Lord say to me? Now I'm going to write it down and I'm going to hold on to it with everything I got. Yeah. That thing he said to me is going to be a guiding statement for the next weeks, months, years of my life. Uh, and then finally, uh, keep praying for the things you were praying for during the fast. And then keep your eyes up looking for God's answered prayers mm. because so often he's working and we just don't see it because we're not looking. Yeah. So you sowed, you sacrificed, you prayed, you fasted, you gave your faith over to the Lord as an instrument in his hand. Now watch and see what the Lord does. Yeah. And I guess to close out, should we pray at the end of a fast? I think so. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, we declare in faith that everything that was said and done is kept in your memories, that you will never forget the offering that was made, the prayers that were prayed, the sacrifice that was put on the altar. Lord, I ask for all of our friends of faith that prayed, that sought you, that made efforts in the fast, I ask now that you would move on their behalf. As their pastor, as their friend, I ask that you would do miracles for them. Whatever it was they were holding on to, Lord, in faith during the fast, I pray that they would see it with their eyes and hold it with their hands in the coming weeks and months. Now, Lord, as we reintegrate into some sense of normalcy, I pray that we would never be untethered from what we just did but it would stay with us and the work you did in us would stay in us the rest of our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this prayer and fasting journey and continue doing what Pastor Jeremy was saying, all these devotionals, applying it to your life and don't lose the takeaways that you took away from this fast. Keep pursuing the Lord, keep seeking the Lord because at at the end of the day, if we get him, we win. We win.